Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. And in this episode, we're going to consider the art of video interviews during the great resignation. My guest this time is Sean Fahey, CEO and founder at VidCruiter, the video interviewing specialists offering a suite of products designed to increase the overall quality of hires and drastically reduce time to hire. Sean is, according to Neri Basque, VP of IT Minix, a game changer in the world of HR. He's always pushing the limits of what is possible. Okay, well, that's that's quite some introduction there, Sean. Hey, Sean, welcome to the show today. Thanks, Bill. Thanks for having me. So beyond my introduction, why don't you start by taking a minute or two and introducing yourself a bit more and also telling our listeners about the awesome Moncton MB-based VidCruiter. Sure. Uh, so... Yeah, like you mentioned, my name's Sean, and thanks again for having me on the show. Uh, myself and a few colleagues started VidCruiter in early 2009. Uh, we had been challenged to hire 200 people in 30 days, as or as fast as possible, basically, from start to finish. And during that time, uh, I started doing some research about how, what would be the fastest way that you could hire quality people that fast. And I realized there wasn't really much on the market that accomplished that sort of goal. So we set out to do some research. And in early 2012, we launched uh, what became and is VidCruiter today. VidCruiter's business case seems pretty strong, Sean. Congratulations. Um, So, for example, you guys claim that your tech can reduce clients' annual turnover by nearly 30%. It can automate many of the hiring processes, improve applicant quality, and and your clients can interview twice as many candidates in 20% of the time. Take, uh, take a minute or two, Sean, and tell me about the clever technology behind your platform and what makes it different to other vendor options out there in the market. Sure. So when we first started, we uh, the goal was to automate the hiring process as much as possible without having quality being affected. The actual goal was how do we increase quality and speed? You know, when I talked about hiring 200 people in 30 days, if you think about it, you could just send every single person that applies to a job a hired email and you could hire 200 people in one day if you wanted to. But then quality would be a guess. And so what we set out to do is break down recruiting into sort of an operations management look or evaluation and an analysis from that angle. And so we broke down every single step and stage of the recruitment process and how would you increase the speed and quality of every single one of those stages. The stage that we focused on the most was what we call screening or pre-screening or phone interviewing or first interviewing. That first initial screen, we're actually talking to a group of candidates. And that's the stage that we focus on the most. And we realized that video technology as a video interview and not a live interview, not like a Skype or Zoom or Teams call, but an asynchronous interview or pre-recorded interview on demand, one way, there's different ways to call it, but an asynchronous interview where a candidate could, from the comfort of their own home, record themselves answering a series of interview questions, that that would be the biggest game changer in terms of the time savings. And to put that into a solution and product that would automate you getting to that step and then automatically send the videos to the proper people for evaluation. And if we could automate that step and stage, 
clients would get the highest ROI on their time. From there, we looked at all the other stages of recruitment processes and then started to look at how to automate every single other stage of all these different components of recruiting. We ended up building an automated reference checking product, a skill testing solution, automated scheduling, video conferencing, and even some uh, small components of you know tracking people through the different stages and workflows and configurations of a recruitment process. So that's sort of how we got started and how our approach was to evaluate how we could help organizations with the same problem that I was asked. Okay, perfect. Now that uh, regular listeners of of this podcast will will be familiar with um, an interview that I did a while back with Jerome uh, Turniak over at Smart Recruiters, and I understand that you guys have, have partnered with them this year. Uh, the I've got a quote here: the the VidCruiter integration with Smart Recruiters software allows users of both technologies to maximize the advantages of the two platforms. Sounds pretty good, Sean. Take uh, 60 seconds, maybe a couple of minutes, and tell me a bit about that new partnership and what it means for you and for your customers. Yeah, we were super excited to uh, partner with Smart Recruiters this year. It was actually a group of our clients that uh, switched to to their applicant tracking system from another one, and they brought us along for uh, the ride, so to speak. Um, And the beauty of the integration is that with Smart Recruiters, you can integrate whichever product of VidCruiter you'd like. So you can integrate our asynchronous product, our reference tracking product, our skill skill testing, our scheduling, our video conferencing, or any combination of those. And so this enables any smart recruiter client to use any of the VidCruiter products in combination. Uh, So it's actually been uh, really successful. uh, We're really happy to be working with them. Okay, super. I always love to get a shameless plug-in for another episode when I'm doing this. Uh, let's continue on then. Uh, I also understand that VidCruiter helped a Fortune 500 company hire 2,000 people in just two weeks, which is uh, a bit of a leap from the example that you shared earlier. Maybe you can tell our listeners a bit about that case study. Uh, that specific one, I'm not sure if I can share too, too much information, but we we helped another organization uh, hire 1,700 people in 10 days. Uh, so very similar to the one you're describing. Uh, but the one with 1,700 people was um, during COVID. Uh, at the very beginning uh, of COVID in March 2020, uh, there was uh, quite a situation happening in New York City. And New York needed to staff up a substantial amount of nurses Uh, to go to New York to help with the hospital, to help with the overflow of patients. However, if you're a nurse, uh, there is a serious vetting process that happens with your qualifications, what kind, um, you know, everything that happens with recruiting a nurse is not just that simple as, you know, maybe a retail store, so to speak. And so uh, we were able to help one of our clients hire and uh, place 1,700 nurses in a period of 10 days using the VidCruiter technology. Um, so this is just one of many examples, the one that you quoted as well, a Fortune 500, 2,000 people in two weeks. Um, we had the UNDP, we helped them hire 126 people, I think it was 40 days, but they were in um, underdeveloped nations where the UNDP does business. So globally, but just in every single underdeveloped nation or, or Every nation where they do business is about 120 countries. Uh, help them hire those in 40 days. So this kind of example that you're sharing 
or that I'm sharing, I should say, is is the kind of thing that we are really good at. Sounds like it. Thank you very much. Okay, so we are living through uh, extraordinary times, Sean. Um, that these times right now are more optimistic than they, than they were certainly six months ago. Um, but now we're living through what what um what we keep talking about on this show at the moment, which is the Great Resignation, and uh, that's offering some pretty unique challenges and 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 unique opportunities as well. Um, uh, challenges though for for HR and for hiring managers. I, I wonder if from your perspective, from the conversations that you have with your clients, maybe you can share what you see as some of those biggest challenges for HR and hiring managers when it comes to finding not just top talent, because it seems like a lot of companies have given up on that right now, but but talent in 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 any form really, with talent with the right skills perhaps that can be massaged and, and developed within an organization. Definitely. Uh, in this environment, what we are helping is um, offering jobs faster. So that's what our tools are designed to do. Imagine you go through a tool and uh, or a software like ours, and um, you know you apply through an ATS or however you're applying to the role. Then immediately you're sent into the VidCritter platform to get a skill test, get a video interview done. That's in the manager's hand within 24 hours or less. They rate you and approve you. You automatically go to a scheduling field. You automatically get booked into a video conference with potentially a panel of people at a time that's been predetermined. Soon as that's done, your references are automatically checked. I mean, you can offer someone a job in a week if you wanted to um, versus a traditional method. There's, you're just not going to be able to go that fast. And even if you could, you won't be able to go that fast at scale. And so candidates have options now. And it's about speed in this case. So whether it's speed, we help. Whether it's quality, we help. Whatever that organization needs to get the right person hired faster, that's what VidCritter's business model is all about. And, and what kind of positions are easier to, to fill uh, at, at speed, Sean? You know, are, we, are we talking about um, contingent workers, hourly workers, or with the right processes in place, is it just as, as easy and fast to, to hire um, uh, folk who are going to be in marketing departments or in finance teams in big corporates you know is, is there a sweet spot in terms of the, t the type of profile of, of, a, of a job uh, in terms of getting that filled very quickly yeah i mean i think we do hundreds of thousands of interviews a month in some cases you know up to seven figures we interview every single kind of role around the world um, so there's no one size fits all we do from you know, service to blue collar, white collar, any collar. Um, you know, we literally hire CEOs to entry level roles. And it's from mining companies in Australia to call centers in Idaho. It's global. We even work with a lot of governments. Uh, governments use this product too because they now have to compete against the private sector and they need to hire faster uh, just to be able to compete at the, at the rate that private sector is, you know, moving. And they have so many processes they need to follow. It has to be structured. So uh, we help a lot of government organizations as well. Um, so, you know, in all cases, the product can the products we have can be used for any type of role. There you go, listeners. As long as you've got a collar, um, then Sean and his team can help you. Um, so I, I guess Sean that the, the is, not everyone wears collars, so uh, I should clarify that. Actually. <laughs> As long as okay, you're willing so, to work, then, uh, you know, VidCruder can help. 
You don't even need a collar. Probably you should wear some clothes, but you don't even need a collar. There we go. Um, uh, I, I guess, sure, the, the preparation needed by candidates uh, and, and employers for, for a video interview is is somewhat different to in-person. Um, if so, what, what, what are some of the key differences? I think the number one thing is that, and we have a lot of resources on our website to help candidates. Uh, we're actually, we have interview tips, guidelines, practice sessions. Uh, we're actually putting out a new article about the myths of video interviewing just to help educate candidates. Um, and so, but the number one thing I always say is just do it with a friend or just practice. Oftentimes people are not used to seeing themselves talk. Uh, and that seems to throw people off a little bit. Now our product allows for equipment testing, most of our clients use our recommendation have practice questions uh, within the interview itself, which we have by default, so that the candidate can, you know, feel more at ease by the time they get to actual interviews. Uh, but the the idea is just to do it more than once. It's funny, you know, we talk to a lot of candidates and they don't think about the practice. They just think, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to go in and just talk about my experience. But the candidates who practice have a dramatically better chance of getting a role, you know, thinking exactly about your detailed questions, being thorough when explaining your answers and and just practicing your interview, practicing in video, practicing in a self-recorded system. Uh, these are the kinds of things that make a big difference and make you stand out from other candidates who may have not done that. Okay, thank you. So obviously we've all been pulled into a digital work environment since early 2020 because of the pandemic. And while many many of us have now returned to the office environment in some way, whether that's uh, part-time or full-time, many of the technologies and practices adopted during the pandemic are, are here to stay, Sean, um, such as video recruiting. Yet uncertainty about the value of video interviewing remains in, in some organizations. I've certainly had conversations on this show with leaders talk, telling me that Ideally, now that folk are returning to the office in places like Canada and the US, they want to be able to hire people that they can work with and, and, and physically be with in an office, et cetera, et cetera, right? Maybe, maybe you could take a couple of minutes to, to share some of the big misconceptions about video interviews that, that continue and, and what you see as the realities. Sure. I mean, our product existed before the pandemic, and our goal is not to replace any in-person interactions with you know, finalists that you'd like to meet. Our product's goal is really to get that person in front of you faster. So whether that is in a video conference, whether it's with WebEx or Zoom or our products, but the step before that is where we really want to accelerate to get you that person in front of you and or in a video conference with you as fast as possible. One of the things that the pandemic did is that it helped remove biases that existed around video interviewing. In the past, people were like, oh, I don't want to do a video. I'd rather go in person. Right. And that sort of misconception that, you know, you're not going to it's you're not used to it. You don't feel comfortable has gone away because every single person had to do video interviewing at some point in the last two years. And so now that it's become sort of the norm, it's easier to tell candidates, hey, this is the norm now. We need you to do this before we meet you in person. If you are a finalist, we will meet you in person. But I'll give you an example. We had a government organization. They sent out the asynchronous video interview, and they have to send it to anyone who's qualified, and they send it to 150 candidates. And so for the first time ever, 150 candidates got an interview in a week with this government agency. If you're qualified, you automatically get an interview. 
they would have had to do these 150 interviews in person or in a video conference. It would have taken them months. So the idea is not to eliminate the in-person interview. We have products actually, digital in-person interviews, which is one of our solutions that we offer to digitize the interview process when it's in person. But the idea is that our tools accelerate getting to that person. And so these are the kinds of things. And then an example with the government, more people got a chance to interview. More people got a chance to tell their story. And that's something that's sort of a misconception. It's like, oh, I'm just recording and I don't know what's going on. You have a better chance of getting an interview now because you've done the video interview than if you hadn't. Because employers typically only do five to 10 video, uh, sorry, phone interviews or five to 10 in first interviews. Now they can send it to 20, 30 people. This person looks qualified, send them to do a video interview. And it helps just expand the pool of people that you're actually considering. Okay, um, so my job on this show, Sean, is to play doubles advocate, okay, and maintain that objective uh, editorial ob objectivity, if you will. Um, and uh, I, I just want to throw something out there to you. There's a there's a practice now, um, and it's it's instilled in a lot of companies' D and I uh, policies that uh, names, for example, should should not be on on resumes anymore. Um, nor should things like what year you went to you went to college or university. Okay, because they can they can trigger some inherent biases within people, and and we've talked on this show before about about the need to remove bias from the sourcing and the hiring process, and I guess when you've got a technology like yours, which you do physically, sorry, where well, you do see someone, don't you, um, at, at the other end do, uh, doing doing their recorded interview, um, that could maybe, if it's not handled in the right ways, um, that that could invite bias back into the process so my question for you is at, at a high level what, what, what do you think are some of the steps that recruiters need to take today to reduce bias through better use of hr technology and as part of that um how can how can uh, hr departments continue to make sure that dni policies are being adhered to so those are great points and again uh, part of our sort of myths busting article that's coming out soon uh, we think I think we have 40 myths, and this is just another one of them. And um, so the first point here is, if someone has a bias in your organization, whether they read that person's name, whether they see them in person, whether they have a phone interview with them, that bias will remain. The format by which they ingest the information is not going to change whether or not that person has a bias. And there's all sorts of ways for you to educate your team so that they don't have bias. And we highly recommend people do that. But the number one way to ensure that bias doesn't exist is to have more than one person do an evaluation because the bias exists unconsciously and you cannot realize that you have it. Therefore, you need more than one person to help with that evaluation process. The second part of bias to help is what's called a structured interview guide. Whereas you give the evaluator a guide of reference of how to evaluate that person when making their evaluation. And with our products, you get the ability to share the videos with more than one person and you can enforce structured interview evaluation guides on everyone who watches NT video and then get data on how they're doing their evaluations. So that if there is a bias, 
you can do something about it. And so running behind and say, oh, there's bias with this product, we're not going to use it, isn't going to solve the bias problem that you have in your organization if it exists, because you don't have a way to address it, find out that it exists, and mitigate against it. Having more than one person be involved in the decision-making process helps mitigate. Having structured interviews helps mitigate and protect and track and then find if it exists. And so our tool actually helps reduce bias for both candidates and recruiters when they use it properly. It's more beneficial than the opposite, which the knee-jerk reaction is what you said. Most people think, oh, well, there's a video now. There's going to be more bias. Nope. That person is still going to get biased no matter what you do. It's let's ensure that our organization has three people that make decisions on every video interview that comes in instead of one with a phone interview or one with an initial interview. That way, we reduce the bias. Let's make sure that all three of those follow a standard structured interview guide methodology built into the product, like VidCruiters, so that when they do their evaluation, it's trackable and they're guided on how to make the evaluation. These are part of the myths that we're helping sort of bust so that clients and applicants understand this is a better way. Wonderful. I always like to throw in at least one or two tricky questions in there for, for my guest, Sean. And uh, I feel like you, you batted that one out of the park, sir. So well done. Um, okay, we're, we're already coming towards the end of this interview, Sean. Before we wrap up, two more questions for you. Um, many industry experts believe that the recruitment process will be fully automated uh, by the end of the 2020s. And one, one topic that you were keen to discuss today was around why recruitment should wait on using AI. Can, can you share your thoughts on where the industry is with the use of AI at the moment and what more needs to happen before the bots and the algorithms can take over? Well, we always, uh, we saw a lot of vendors in our space go into AI early on and then sort of retract backwards uh, when they realized it was discriminatory. Um, and they got challenged as well. Uh, VidCritter never went into AI uh, for video analysis. It's too risky. Um, and the perfect example is how often do you talk to your phone and that you say something that your phone gets perfectly? When you're talking to Siri or Google on your phone, it's a 10 second sound bite and that phone has learned your voice and it's still not 100% accurate. And the voice learning component is where it gets smarter. When you're doing a video interview, the system has not learned your voice. So it's the first time you're talking to it. And we're not talking about a 10 second soundbite. We're talking about a five minute or 20 minute soundbite. And so that's the first component is the technology is not even there good enough for our phones to pick up our language after learning it, let alone a 20 minute interview with someone that has never heard of before. The second component of it is that the language analysis that exists does not factor in cultural differences. And so we hired a social scientist to talk to this about us because we wanted to look into it. And we've thought about putting it into our product as well. And the dialect of which uh, certain people from around the world speak when they ref refer to themselves or refer to other people is different. And some parts of the world could be seen as a lack of confidence and other parts of the world can be seen as too much confidence saying the exact same sentence. And so how is the AI bot going to know what demographic that person is from to then analyze to say, oh, well, this is normal that someone from this part of the world speaks this way when referring to this topic, whereas someone from the US or Canada speaks this way. You know, it's, it's impossible for anyone at a computer level to know that yet. When AI and all the cars are driving around without anyone having to sit in the driver's seat can predict that, 
then they'll start to be able to predict, you know, human behavior based on speech patterns and eye recognition and all these kinds of things that people have looked into. At VidCritter, we're not anti-AI, we're just pro-human. And so we believe that HR still needs to be made by decisions by humans. I believe AI will come into the picture at some point, maybe in 2030, maybe at the end of the decade. It depends on how fast the technology advances. But today, the technology is provably false. MIT did research on one of our other vendor in our space and proved that they even um, they did it. They had them speak in one language and then ran it in a different language, and it still said something that about the the language was different. The person was speaking German. I mean, it's it's provably false every single time. So for the for the short term, we recommend highly against AI because it has so many cans of worms that are provably false. And if any candidate challenges that, you're sort of getting into trouble. Now, will it change? Of course it will, but not today. So that's just our sort of warning on, on AI and recruitment at this time. What we try to do at VidCruiter on the topic of automation, which is what you're asking, is we want to automate the tasks that bring no value. And so if I could tell you, watch one video interview question, that's one minute or two minutes per candidate, that's not that much time. What takes you a lot of time is scheduling. Well, scheduling brings no value to the quality of the candidate that you're hiring. Let's automate the scheduling component. Gathering references is proven to be the least valid way to predict if you're hiring the right person. Let's automate the reference category system and have a fraud system built into there. And so we focus our clients' time on the high-value tasks that have the highest predictability in hiring, that are still decisions made by humans with the proper protections of structured interviews and multiple people to ensure that there's no bias that comes in, and then automate as many tasks as possible that don't bring any value to the quality of people that come in. And that's the VidCritter business model, so that the clients get the highest benefit and the highest ROI from using our technology within the world of HR tech. Wonderful. Sean, just finally for today, uh, how can our listeners connect with you, whether that's through LinkedIn, Twitter, maybe you're super cool and you're on TikTok, um, and how can they also learn more about all the cool things happening over at VidCruiter? The first thing I would do is subscribe to our newsletter, take a look at our blog. We're about to post this cool myth uh, of video interview article. It's going to be pretty exciting because we've been working on that for a long time. Uh, talking to candidates, getting some research done, and making sure that everyone has every uh, component covered. Yeah, feel free to add me on LinkedIn anytime. Uh, mention the podcast so I just know, you know, how we would have connected. Uh, my team shares on my LinkedIn all sorts of cool information about what we're doing all the time. So that's a great way to connect with me. And if your organization is in the market for these kinds of products and technology, you know, you can always sign up for a demo on vidcritter.com. Uh, but generally speaking, um, yeah, I'm hoping I'm here to connect and, and love to talk to other people who have other thoughts on how this uh, technology is moving. Yeah, and I, I can testify to the resources on the BitCruiter uh, website listeners. I, I was on there earlier on today as part of my prep for this interview, and uh, there's a lot. So do go and check it out. Hey, Sean, that just leaves me to say for today, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Thank you. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.